Well, it is a wonderful, wonderful pleasure to have Kevin and Sandy Barner back with us here today. Amen. When Kevin is in the area, we like to hunt that dog as much as we can, okay? We love them dearly, and I know that Kevin has a great word for us today, and I pray that your hearts are open and receptive to receive what the Spirit of God has placed within his heart. And of course, he has that wonderful support of his beautiful wife, Sandy. Yes. Wonderful to have you with us. All right, God bless you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you too. Oh, man. Wow. Today is Celebrate Family Sunday, isn't it? And I have some thoughts to share with you before I actually launch into the word today, the opening scripture, just some thoughts prior to that that I think will be helpful for us today in the time that we have available to us. Uh, I was listening to a message earlier this month by Dr. Jim Bradford, uh, a great pastor, great man of God, and he shared some specific details and statistics that I've borrowed from him, and I'm going to share them with you today. Uh, and it's actually some statistics from the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC site. And I think it's just amazing, and it talks about families. Uh, it's recorded there that in 2021, more than four in 10, 42% of students felt persistently sad or hopeless, and nearly one-third, 29%, experienced poor mental health. In 2021, more than one in five, 22%, seriously considered attempting suicide, and one in 10, 10%, attempted suicide. And I just share that momentarily with you to help you understand that we are actually facing a crisis in this generation of young people that are growing up in our world, and they are desperate for help. I just want to say thank God for all of you here at Word of Life who work with your youth ministry and even in the children's ministry that you invest your time and that you are making it possible to provide support and stability and encouragement and love, which is invaluable to these young people here at Word of Life to enable them to have biblical values in the foundation of their lives. Thank you for doing that today. God bless you. Hallelujah. Again, from the CDC website, they give some specific guidelines to parents. And these guidelines are amazingly pretty close to biblical from the CDC site. So I'm going to just speak to families about this, uh, particularly uh, parents. What are parents to do about this? What can they do? They say... Communicate openly and honestly with your adolescent or with your young person about their values. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So as Christians, we need to be building in the lives of our young people in this generation a Jesus-centered biblical value uh, foundation. Isn't that right? That's something that needs to be high priority for us. And what is also a very, very sad and disturbing trend in the church today regarding church attendance, families who used to attend church 
four to five times a month are now only attending church one to two times a month, and they refer to themselves as being regular and faithful attenders. There's been a shifting. And, and I just want to say this, and I say it from the depth of my heart, for parents, that that is a deadly example to our kids. It's a deadly example to them because what we are doing is we are communicating to our kids that the value of a Jesus-worship-centered life is not all that important. So I encourage you today, and I share again from the depth of my heart, not in a manner that would be condescending or condemning, but to enlighten us and to, as, as the scripture says, provoke one another to love and good works for this idea of reaching out to our young people today. Another suggestion from the CDC website, supervise your adolescent to facilitate healthy decision-making. So parents, I just admonish you, don't let your young one out there all on their own when they're in the midst of making an important decision in their lives. Your kids need your wisdom. They need your experience, and you can also offer them boundaries and the strength that they need to help them make those decisions. Another suggestion, spend time with your adolescent enjoying shared activities. Just have fun together. Enjoy being with one another, and enjoy spending time together. Can I hear an amen? amen. Don't be an absent father. Don't be an absent mother. Be with your kids as much as possible so that you are able to help create boundaries for them that they need in their young lives. Hallelujah. There's nothing like having fun together. And then three more thoughts on this idea from the CDC. Become engaged in school activities and help them with their homework. That was Sandy's responsibility in our family. Volunteer at your adolescent's school. Communicate regularly with teachers and administrators. Keep that connection. These are just simple ways that the CDC recommends that we can help our young people have a strong foundation in their lives. And of course, from Christianity's perspective and those in the church, we give them a biblical foundation to stand upon. Amen? An amazing quote that I found from Frederick Douglass. He said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. It is easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. So I want to walk through this with you this morning. My message simply is entitled, Biblical Essentials for Family Relationships. And I have five of them today. The main text that I want to launch into this uh, teaching today is taken from Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4 from the New Century Version. And the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, writes these words. It takes wisdom to have a good family, and it takes understanding to make it strong. It takes knowledge to fill a home with rare and beautiful treasures. And just highlighting these Three, three small phrases. It takes wisdom. It takes understanding. It takes knowledge. And I, I believe the, the writer here is referring to, and this is my first point, principle number one, authentic faith. 
authentic faith. This is so vital in our relationship. As I emphasize this today, uh, there, there's a whole group of people out there and, and, and they, they have yet to realize there's a lot more to God than just Sunday morning. Hello. They have a lot more to realize that, that there's more to God than just Sunday mornings. And that group of people is missing out on so much in a personal relationship with our God. And in that group of people, you're not leaning on the power of God or on the strength of God or on the anointing of God or the ability of God. You find yourself leaning on your own strength and ability. And, and, and God doesn't want us to live our lives thinking that we can do it all. We have to come to a place of submissiveness and, and a place where we know that as we put our lives in God's hands, he knows what is best for us. And he will guide us and he will direct us. So there's no room for playing church. I've heard it said that some people are just dating God. He's in their life. He's not really the most important thing. He's in there somewhere in, in our uh, responsibilities or in our priorities and, and, and you're missing out in so much in the fact of having an incredible relationship, authentic faith, having a, a relationship with God in such a way that he will speak to you, he will reveal truth to you, he will guide and direct you, he will show you the steps you need to take, giving you his wisdom in the matters that concern you most while you live your life on this planet. Can I hear an amen? amen? God is available to you outside of Sunday morning. You don't have to come to church to meet with God. You can meet with him anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And, and, and this experience of having an authentic relationship and knowing God personally and intimately is the highest priority that we need to have in our family relationships. And if I, can, if I can have any message for you today, it is this, get close to Jesus. The best marriage advice I could give to you is get close to Jesus. The best parenting advice that I could give you today is get close to Jesus. That is going to be the way that you establish, amen, a foundation for your family. Proverbs 14 and verse 26, Living Bible. Reverence the Lord, reverence for the Lord gives a man deep strength. His children have a place of refuge and security. I love that. Joshua, we, we know this, Joshua 24 and verse 15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The first principle I give you today is authentic faith. The second principle for your family is intentional schedules. That's a very practical thing for me to impress upon you today. Time is precious. I value my time. I want to use my time as wisely as I possibly can. How about you? It also means about this idea of being intentional, it also means not only what you're intentional about doing, but what you're intentional about not doing. 
We tell a lot of young pastors, a lot of young missionaries, we tell them, hey, it's okay for you to say no. You don't have to do everything. And I say this today, this idea of intentional schedules, especially about what knowing not to do. Today, the traditional family is experiencing all kind of distractions and attacks from the enemy. And, and, and I think this is so vital for us today to understand that the family is the primary target of Satan to destroy and make families dysfunctional and divided. And when families at home are divided and dysfunctional, guess what happens to the local church when they come to church? The church experiences some of that uh, influence as a result of families coming that are broken and need healed and need restored. I love that song we sang today, that he is a miracle worker. I've seen him do it, and he can do it for you. Amen? So time is precious. A study by Cornell University said that the average father in the United States spends seven minutes a day with his kids. That's 49 minutes a week. And we might think it's much easier just to put an iPad in our little one's uh, hands and kind of sit them in the corner and expect them to be occupied all that time. But I, I just want to emphasize for you today, don't let an iPad or TikTok or the media raise your kids instead of you. While there are some beneficial things from having that iPad, even when they have it in their hands, parents are responsible to set guidelines and time limits and borders and parameters so that that little one is not consumed by that media in their lives. Can I hear an amen on that? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I love the, uh, uh, the one pastor. He said, and then you might just be too busy when you tell your kids, hey, it's time to eat, and they all run and jump in the car. <laughs> yeah, drive through. Yeah. So we need to know when to say no. Are you, are you getting me on this? We need to know when to say no. And for us to find every single possible activity for our kids to be involved in could be, in a way, uh, detrimental to them. So I just caution you in this way. In Psalm 39 and verse 6, we are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 6, this is the good news translation. It is better to have only a little with peace of mind than be busy all the time. I think that verse there speaks to just being content, learning to be content. The third principle I want to give you today, number three, discovering purpose. This is so critical, discovering purpose. But can I say today, you cannot discover purpose without first having an authentic faith. And when you have an authentic faith and you discover and, and, and you uh, learn to depend upon the Lord, you can understand that God is the source of your purpose because he knows what he created you for. He knows what he created you for. 
And when you have purpose, then you know how to spend your time. So these are linked together today as I share them with you. And, and uh, again, I'm speaking to parents in a lot of what I'm sharing with us today. That, that as we focus on our kids and as we, as we relate to them to help them understand that the foundation that we are laying must first be visible in our own lives as parents as we model it before our kids. And so we, we want to encourage you regarding your kids that to tell them you don't have to be good in every single thing, but you need to be good in one thing. And while we always encourage our kids not to be slothful, not to be lazy, but to excel as best they can, if you can help your child or children focus on that one thing that they are good at, that will enable them to pursue that one thing in a way that will bring them the greatest fulfillment and the greatest fruitfulness in their lives as a follower of Jesus. I remember raising our two little ones, uh, Blake and Claire. Uh, we always uh, tease and say we gave them biblical names, uh, Alpha and Omega. And so uh, growing up, uh, our daughter Claire, uh, through grade school, junior high, and high school, she literally got straight A's, literally straight A's. Thank you, honey. That's from my wife's side of the family. Where uh, our son, you know, our daughter was very boring, you know, A, 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 A. Our son was a lot more colorful. And, and uh, that's my side of the family. And that's where he got it from me because uh, we like variety, you know, in our lives. But the one thing that we found for both of our kids when they were very young that was really something that their heart was passionate about, was, was worship music. And then it, it evolved into worship itself. And then it, it evolved into them actually being, both of them, gifted musicians and anointed and, and, uh, and talented worship leaders. And we're so grateful for that to see how God has used our young ones and we help them focus on that one thing that was gonna be the thing that was going to give them the fruitfulness and the fulfillment in their lives. And, and, and parents, can I say this to you? Parents, you need to know that God has an anointing on your life to speak into the lives of your kids. To speak into the lives of your kids. The Apostle Paul said it very clearly in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. He said, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. So this should be our one aim. This should be our one focus. And we hand that down to our children for them to also have a focus in their life that will lead them down a pathway that will enable them to have a sense of fulfillment and fruitfulness because they're doing that one thing they know the Lord has called them to do. So we need to be careful as we raise them, amen? 
And, and, and uh, when you realize your purpose, again, that's, that's when you're the most fruitful and the most fulfilled in your life. And, and when you start to engage in and you start to, to use that gift that God created you to be used in and you start doing it for his glory, it becomes a game changer in your life. It just changes everything around. And that's why we as parents need to be careful. Fathers, and I could say this as well to mothers, Ephesians 4 and verse 29. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Yeah. So as parents, we have this realization that God wants us to speak blessing over our kids. He wants us to speak blessing over our kids. What, what are blessings? Blessings are prophetic verbal statements spoken over someone's life. Blessings are prophetic verbal statements spoken over someone's life. I love this uh, verse from Mark 10 and verse 16. It's about Jesus. And he took the children in his arms. He put his hands on them and he blessed them. Now it's not recorded beside the fact that he put his hands on them, but you can also read into that that there's probably a strong possibility that he was speaking over them God's blessing. Amen? We talk about authentic faith. We talk about intentional schedules. We talk about, number three, discovering purpose. Number four, right relationships. Did you know that everyone is the sum total of our relationships, good or bad? You are who you are because of the people in your life. Did you know that? I can even go so far as to say, if you will show me your friends, I can show you what your future will look like. And regarding your kids, if you show me who your kids are hanging out with, I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen in their life, just by the friends that they hang out with. The best Decisions that you and I will ever make in our lives are our relationship decisions. We tell all of our young missionaries, all of our missionaries in our five countries, the most important thing you can do when you land on the ground in the country where you come to serve is to find a good friend. Establish strong relationships those relationships will prove to be anchors of a hope and strength for you when you go through difficult times. So that's vital for us in our understanding. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 19. This is the good news translation. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. Proverbs 13 and verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So as parents, we really need to closely monitor who our kids hang out with. We really need to make that a priority. And let me just say to maybe some of the young ladies here, maybe you're in kind of high school 
in that age, age bracket, and you are experimenting with missionary dating. You think, well, what's missionary dating? Well, that's when you go out with him and you try to lead him to Jesus. And then the relationship will be secure and solid. But can I tell you something? I've learned over the years. A guy, a young man, will say just about anything that you want to hear just so he can get you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you today, aren't I? And once he has you, most of the time, he just goes right back to the way he was. So young ladies, I just caution you, don't get involved in missionary dating. It's a gamble that percentages are that you're going to be the loser. Find someone, young ladies, who is in love with Jesus. And when you find a young man who is in love with Jesus, there is a, a, a strong certainty that that young man, because he loves Jesus and he has the love of God in him, he will love you the way you long to be loved, the way that God created you to be loved, and the way that you should be loved because he's loving you with the love of God in his own life. Amen? Amen. That is so important for us today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me give you a verse that kind of supports that today. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Do not be yoked together, united together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? And I'm going to give you our, my final thought today in this uh, idea of you and I uh, having biblical essentials for our family. Uh, number one, we talk about authentic faith. Number two, intentional schedules. Number three, discovering purpose. Number four, right relationships. Number five, my last point, amazing grace. Amazing grace. You know why they call it grace and why it's amazing? Because it doesn't make any sense at all. For a God to love us like he does, his grace is so amazing, he took all the stuff that I did, he covered it with his blood, he cleansed me, and he still continues to do that today when I do wrong things. His grace is so amazing. And if you expect to stay in every relationship and for each relationship to be strong and stable, you're going to have to have grace. Even for those who are closest to you. Why? Because relationships are tough. They're imperfect. And we need grace in our lives to be able to express that grace in our lives to those sometimes where we have conflict and where we have difficulty. Mark chapter four, 3 and verse 25 says this. Mark 3, 25. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And you might say today, as a young person, but it's so hard for me. Let me give you kind of a word of encouragement and hope today, taken from Ephesians 4 and verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, in Christ, God has forgiven you. It's a simple message today for us. 
as I bring our time together to a close. I have so much more that I want to share with you. I have no more Sundays available to share it. <laughs> but uh, I want to encourage you in these areas, these biblical essentials that are so necessary for you and I in our families as we today uh, in, engage in this Celebrate Family Sunday here at Word of Life, that authentic faith is the place where we need to start. That we need to be intentional about our schedules and know when to say no. To be able in our lives to uh, reconcile our time and make sure that our time is well invested in the best ways. Then discovering purpose. Gathering right relationships. Having amazing grace to extend one to another. So with that thought today, I'm just going to bring our time together to a close. And pray that uh, those five truths today will be something you can latch on to and that God can use to speak into your lives uh, in this time on Celebrate Sunday, uh, Family Sunday here at Word of Life. Will you join me in standing today in these closing moments? And Pastor Tom, would you kindly come? Father, today we thank you for the families of Word of Life. We thank you, Lord that you love the family. It's the part of your creation initially that you created that you have a great affection and love for. And your desire is that we have strong families. And Lord, there's no way that we can have strong families outside of having Christ as the foundation to build our families on. And right now, Lord, I pray for every single family out over Word of Life, those who are here, those who are currently unable to be here, those who are watching online, and I pray your blessing over them, Lord. I just speak a word of prophecy over them that they would be healthy, that they would be strong, that they would experience uh, prosperity, they, they would experience good health, and, and that they would experience the goodness of God in their lives in every way that concerns them. I just pronounce that blessing over them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just place this congregation, its leadership, and every single part of this body of Christ, I place in your hands, Lord, that you will do great and mighty works in them and do great and mighty works through them, all for the glory of your name. We give you the praise for this now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Earlier, as Pastor Tom led you to pray and experience uh, Christ personally, uh, if you made that decision, I know Pastor Tom can help you with the next steps that are available to you to take this journey together with Jesus. So thank you so much. We love you. God bless you. Thank you.